pressure of Faisal. The Dutton Army go crazy! Glorious goal! Glasgow in the West's league leader for 50 years. I'm asked to give an opinion and I like to give an honest one. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Yeah, good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we head straight towards the festive fixture list. There will be no Rangers fans at Celtic Park on December 30th though. That's as the ticket row between the clubs takes a new turn. Philippe Clement says Rangers must get back to their marathon in the league tomorrow and gives his thoughts on Derek Adams' Scottish football criticism. And big change ahead at Motherwell with both chairman and chief executive stepping down in the coming months. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel. And Roger Hanna. And after the League Cup final at Hamden on Sundays, back to the bread and butter of the Premiership for Rangers and Aberdeen tomorrow night, Gordon. Celtic probably wish they had a midweek fixture after that defeat to Hearts at the weekend, but they need to hang about to Saturday before they play Livingston. And there has been old firm ticket controversy again. <coughs> Rangers say they're extremely disappointed not to get any allocation for Celtic Park at New Year. Celtic say it's all about safety, health and safety. It's all about health and safety in here as well, Gordon, you know. Dazzler, Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, would you look at that. A, a travel coffee mug so that he doesn't spill his coffee all over the desk. What a generous man you are. What does that say on it? It says it it GBX hot stuff. It says GD. GDX hot, hot stuff. Incredible. There we go, Gordon DL. A lot's happening on the football field at the moment up here. Yeah, never uh, never a dull moment uh, after an exciting weekend. Um, you know, Celtic supporters calling in, you know, giving Brendan Rodgers a real hard time, questioning should he be the manager, and then we pop up on Sunday, Rangers lift their first piece of silverware, League Cup since t- 2011. Um, and they're back to league business tomorrow. We've got a f- real fest of um, important time coming up, Gordon. And then the transfer uh, window opens in January. So, a lot to talk about. And how good did that sound? I don't know if you know, but this radio station celebrates its 50th birthday, its 50th anniversary on Hogmanay. So, with that in mind, we've decided to bring back the retro Clyde One Super Scoreboard theme tune. And it sounds magnificent, Roger Hart. Absolutely terrific. It takes you back to listening to the show many, many years ago. Go and when Hugh was only in his 40s and Daz was still playing, Mark wasn't even playing. I'm not even sure you were around, Gordon, in those days. Fantastic, and I'm sure the listeners will love it over this festive season. 01419511025. That is the number you need, so let's hear from you tonight. What have you got for us? What have you got in your mind in terms of today's headlines? Here we are on episode 552 of the Old Firm Ticket Allocation Dispute. It seems slightly different this time, if you like. There's an updated version. The SPFL uh, kind of asked to, to look into it, if you like, and, well, nothing much is being done. What you need to know, in a nutshell, is that there will be no Rangers fans at Celtic Park. Celtic haven't offered any tickets for that. Rangers wanted the offer of some tickets. That has not happened, and there will be the usual infighting there, I am sure. So what do you make of it? 01419511025. Last night was extremely busy, so maybe you've still got thoughts, Rangers fans, on your first piece 
of silverware of the season Philippe Clement says that was a sprint Europe was a sprint and tomorrow it is back to the marathon of the league so thoughts on that please Celtic fans have you calmed down any we're giving you an extra day at a time here Saturday was fever pitch on the phones a bit more measured last night how are you feeling about the current situation we'll hear from Callum McGregor Uh, and what about overall then we didn't get the chance to get round to it last night because it was so busy. Derek Adams says Scottish football is rubbish. Do you agree or disagree? We'll get some managers with their opinions on it. And of course, I'm sure you will have something to offer. Just another quiet day in Scottish football, really, Roger Hanna? Yeah, as Derek Adams may say, the football's not very good, but the stories are terrific. It's always been the way in Scottish football. It looks as if it's always going to be the way. Derek's back. I spoke to him. A week passed on Saturday when Ross County lost at St Mirren. was covering the game for Super Scoreboard. It was his first defeat back with the Staggies. They'd taken seven points from nine at home. They didn't play particularly well. Um, I assume if you're losing 1-0 at home to Dundee, he's not played particularly well on Saturday either. And I think his emotions probably spilled over at the full-time whistle. You think? That's, that's, that's what tell what you that sometimes you, happens as a manager. What makes you say that? He certainly came out with it, didn't he? Um, look, a lot of people out there that got along and pay a lot of money to watch the, the Scottish game they're now may be on his side, but when you're a manager of Ross County and you're working in the Premier League, I think it's a very, very bold statement for Derek. Um, yeah, we all can get caught up. We've all been there as managers. You're angry. You come out. The mic's put in front of you. The first question's there. And then you start, you know, going in a rant. And then... Uh, Six o'clock that night, seven o'clock that night when you sit down and reflect on it and sit and have a cup of tea, you sometimes think, maybe that was a bad mistake. (laughs) I think the great thing about the debate, whether you agree or disagree, it kind of appeals to everyone really in Scottish football. Um, How much of a point does Derek Adams have? How misguided was it? How over the top was it? Uh, Get your thoughts in. Uh, And like we said, today's sort of breaking news story if you like the big news story of today would be that ticket allocation so to bring you up to speed on it whilst you get your thoughts in and please do how do you feel fans of both sides uh, maybe even interested observers because you know you don't necessarily have to like either team but I think everyone appreciates it's one of the big showpiece games in our league um, and it's going through a bit of a difficult time in terms of agreeing on how many fans should be inside. So 01419511025. I know some things go along uh, team lines, team bias, if you like. That's fine. Um, but maybe, just maybe we'll find someone who's going against their club's stance on it. Won't necessarily hold my breath. But 01419511025, that is the number you need, whether it is on that, whether it's on the weekend's football. I mean, Gordon DL, it was, you were here on Saturday. Mm. It was quite the reaction, wasn't it, from the Celtic fans? Um, yeah, I thought the Celtic fans would be angry um, after a game, but I didn't take into consideration how angry they were, Gordon. Um, everyone come on, calling for the manager's head. I think it's a bit early for that. It's just a disappointment of the way they're playing. Uh, but credit to Hearts. Hearts go there with a, a game plan and pick up the three points. We, we sort of seem to discard their performance. But uh, Celtic have a lot of work to do, and I think it's because of... Not because of the way just they're playing and some of the the poor performances and the results. I think the Celtic fans, and they may kid themselves on, they're looking over their shoulder and they're seeing a manager who's come into Scottish football, hit the ground running, getting a real tune out of his players, lift it first bit of silverware, got a great opportunity tomorrow to close that gap to two points with a game in hand. 
So, as much as it's not time to panic yet for Celtic, I think there's a bit of work to be done. Well, listen, without doubt, and, you know, I was just listening, I was at uh, Livingston on Saturday, listening to the goals going in at Celtic Park, listening to the reaction afterwards, listening to the reaction over the weekend and last night, and there have been some Celtic supporters, and we'll have more on the show tonight, who have probably seen this coming, Daz. I would imagine, you know, they, they, they mm-hmm. called in, even at times when the team were sort of falling over the winning line, if you like, and a lot of them were fooled into believing there was nothing wrong when they were eight points clear or 11 points clear, I think it was when the Rangers had another game in hand. But there were Celtic fans coming on this show, and Gordon will tell you, who were not happy with the way the team was progressing, not happy with the summer recruitment, not happy with the dynamic in the, in the team under Brendan Rodgers. And I've mm. seen Celtic, to use Hugh's word from Saturday, sleepwalking into this problem. Right, 01419511025. Let's see what the first caller wants to bring up tonight. It is Ian in the city centre. Take it away, Ian. Hi. Um, it's, well, I've got two points, really. The first one's about Derek Adams. Mm-hmm. And uh, his outburst, I think it's an absolute disgrace that what that man said. And uh, I mean, he's... He's coming out and slagging Scottish football and he's just come up here and he's obviously cracking under the pressure already and I think he should be sacked for his job and and I, I think there should be a campaign to get rid of him because if we want people to come and play in Scottish football, that th- he's no helping. He should be trying to uh, kind of sell the game here and make people want to come to Scotland, not coming out with that kind of stuff. I think it's an absolute disgrace. Um, if anyone hasn't heard it, you really should. It's spectacular. The standard is shocking. If I'm a spectator, I'm thinking, is this what Scottish football is all about? It needs to up his game. Maybe people agree with bits of that, but went further to say that he's just left a Morecambe team in League 2, and they are a 100 times better than his Ross County team currently. Um is Ian Wright, is that a sackable offence? No. Um, I thought it was terrific from Derek Adam. I'm a media man. That helps the airwaves, it helps the newspapers, it's great, people want to listen to it, people want to read it, and people want to have their own opinion mm. about it. Derek, I think, was, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here, was forming an opinion based on his five games back in Scotland. And he said the standard from his two previous spells as Ross County manager and his time as a player with Motherwell and with other clubs up here, he didn't think what he had seen in these last five games was anywhere like I think you're as ma- good I or think anything like good enough. I think you're making it sound way more measured than it actually was. Yep. But what I will say is, he hasn't taken to his opinion. Two things, if I was him, that I wouldn't have said. One, the, the quote you mentioned there about, you know, if I was paying to come in, I wouldn't come and pay yeah. to watch this. He's chairman Roy McGregor's trying to sell season tickets and entice people in the well, door. There's the point then. And the other one about his own players. But maybe that was a measured pop at his own players who have just lost to St Mirren mm. and Dundee without Roger, scoring a goal. That cannot be described as no. measured. What bit no, was measured well, about that? It was a sledgehammer. But he actually, he did it. If you look, and you'll know how these things work, Gordon. He went in and spoke to the BBC uh-huh. in one room, yep. came out and said it, and then went through to a different room at the stadium and came out with the same mm-hmm. spiel to the written newspaper. I, I think I think a lot of that, Derek knew what he was saying and intended to say it. Ian? Yeah, no, Roger, I think... Yeah, I understand that you're a journalist and you love this kind of thing, but for people that want 
to talk up Scottish football and I know Radio Clyde's brilliant at it they always want to talk the game up but you can't have a manager in the Premier League down in our game like that what do other people does it say to other people outside this country that that's the kind of standard that we've got and what the money I mean I can understand if he's want to get his own players but there's a way of doing it and he, there's a line in the sand and he totally crossed that line in the sand I mean if he wants to say that in the dressing room to them fine that's fine but don't come out and say it and make our game a laughing stock do you think there will be people Ian do you think there will be people who think he's right because there are Celtic supporters phone into this show to say this Celtic mm. team's not as good as previous Celtic teams there are Rangers fans phone in and say this Rangers team isn't as good as previous Rangers team you're still making it sound like it was way more measured than it actually was though see if it had been do you know what I've had or even a pre-match press conference I've been having a think about it I, I just don't think the standard well, of the as, league as I was is listening, quite, as is I was quite listening what it was last time you, I was here you discussing it on Saturday night I had just left Livingston nil, Kilmarnock right. nil, and let me tell you mm. that wasn't a repeat of the 1970 think, World Cup I think final. he's on I think he's pretty sell on borderline that could be a sackable offence. There's, there's no doubt. Now, I'll go back to, and, I, and I'm sort of picking up what Roger's saying. The standard this, what I've watched over the last four or five months, is it very good entertaining football? It's not. You look at the bottom six now, out of the last 30 games, there's only been seven wins. Mother will have picked up five points in 42. We watched um, a cup final. I know that cup finals are completely different. It's all about getting silverware. And I think even Rangers fans would admit the standard in the first half was terrible. Now, I know where Derek's coming from, right? Now, you can be in either camp. You can say, do you know what? If you're an out-of-work manager and you were up here and you just left Morecambe and you made a comment about Scottish football, fine, you, d- you agree or disagree. But when you are employed with a club and Roger picked up on it and you're trying to entice people into your ground, you have got to be careful what you say. Or January signings. Listen, it's Derek Adams here. Would you like yeah. to come to Ross County? Derek, I thought you said the league was rubbish. Why would I come there? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, uh, I, I think he puts himself into a bad position if he's employed with a club. Now, if guys, if he comes up here, Derek Adams, experienced manager, he's out of job, he's not involved, and he turns around and says that, you've got a choice. You either turn around and say, I agree with that or I disagree. But when you, and you can, you say that they're gone, if you're picking up the phone trying to get guys up from, say, for instance, Morecambe or wherever to make see, your Derek, team better. You've just said. You've just said this to me a hundred times. Yeah, why would, why would I want to come for you? Gordon, have you met footballers? The footballers, you say, how much? Yeah, I know how, how much you're paying. Oh, you're paying that, right? Well, but what if you're not? The next what, boss. But, what, but what if it's... What, honestly, Roger, I can't believe how simplistic a view of this you're taking. Say they've got two offers on the table then that are of similar money. They ain't coming to play for a, a team that the manager thinks are a hundred times worse than a team at the bottom of the league too. I, I genuinely don't think footballers think like that. If it's the same money on offer, yeah, I think they'll just. I think Why would you come to Dingwall? With no offence, it's a lovely place, but yeah. you're from you're from the English lower leagues. You're coming to play for a manager if you've got a similar I'd, I'd, a I'd similar financial offer. This man wouldn't. This man wouldn't think twice about it. I, I like said more, a similar I like financial more, offer, though. I like Markham. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah, managers they adopt different tactics. Some like, <laughs> you some, can say that again. Some like to give the players a wee cuddle. 
some like to give them a boot up the backside. Right. That was the ultimate boot up the backside. Well, it was more weekend. than that, because you mentioned your, your opening comment was, you know, newspaper man and you like it all. Let me ask you this then, of all the, the comments you've ever heard from a manager, genuinely, have you ever heard a manager say that his previous team was much better than the one he's arrived at? It's a simple yes or no. No. What does that tell you? It tells me that Morecambe are better than Ross County. <laughs> One five nil at the weekend. You know. I, I, How did he get on in his last couple of games before he left for Ross County? Uh, not quite. Derek, sure Derek, Adams, there, Derek Adams must be sitting there regretting that. There's, there's no doubt. Not according it? to Roger Hanna, he's not. No, I, I, I think Derek will be sitting I, looking at this situation and saying, "Do you know what? I maybe I shouldn't have been as strong with my words." I, I, He's got every every entitlement to think it and look at the standard. A hundred percent. Because right. what what we also but shouldn't he do does not promote it. What we also shouldn't do is blind blind promotion and say it's brilliant and no one can tell yeah. us any different. That's as that's as damaging clearly. Mm-hmm. But there, there there is a line and there's a consequence to the yeah. things that you yeah. say. Yeah. I'm, I'm, with the the co- say I'm with the caller. I think I think Derek's just put that his big toe over that line. I think he's stepped over it a little bit. I think that um, he's chairman. Roy McGregor would probably have sat down and had a good chat with him. Uh, and I do believe, and Derek's up there and, you know, he was welcomed back and he's up there to do a job for Ross County. I think he'll look back in that in the last couple of days and think, yeah, I maybe should have, mm. you um, know. Ian, let, to, let's dig a bit deeper though. Is there a point there, if you were to take a lot of the really emotional stuff out of it and strip mm-hmm. it back, like, like Roger's talking about, is the standard of the top flight as good as it could be at the moment? No, it's not as good as it could be. Um, but it's not anywhere near as bad as what um, he's making out. I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't watch Markham, um, to be honest with you. I watch uh, the English Premier League. I watch the highlights. And I've seen, even at the weekend, like Sunday, like Man United, uh, sorry, Liverpool and Man United, I think we're playing. In the first half, I mean, it was dreadful. It was it was absolutely dreadful. You get bad games in English Premiership, and it's the best league in the world, let's not be kidded, but you still get some shockers in there as well, and they go to Europe, richest team in the world, Newcastle, and you, they can't compete in Europe and, and stuff. I, I mean, football can always be better, and I wish the standard up here was of a, a, a higher calibre, but there's no way a man employed in Scottish football like that should be coming out. And and I mean, what would you? What would you? If you were a player in that dressing room, how could you work for him? If that's what he thinks of you, I mean, how are you supposed to get yourself up? And I mean, if you look at Clement, he's done the exact opposite. He's come in and, and filled Rangers with confidence and an ability that, that that they can go out and they can win matches and. They can win cups and they can do something if they've got the right frame of mind. He's come out and just destroyed that whole dressing room. Yeah, it's an interesting take. Thank you very much to Ian. Philippe Clement was asked about it uh, today. He doesn't agree, um, but he does feel that not enough has been done to give young players a chance in Scotland. I don't like this uh, bold sentences after a disappointment and then compare everything and throw everything uh, in one bag. I think there were, were already interesting things in Europe from Scottish teams. Uh, no, the, the league until now is, is what I expected from the league. It's really comparable with the, with the Belgian league. For the moment, I don't think that enough young Scottish players give, are given chances because of the, all the pressure on the study. 
to stay in the, in the first league and uh, can be an interesting one for the future, I think. Is that valid? I mean, we can, without going too far into should we reconstruct the league and all mm-hmm. that stuff, we'll, we'll end up spending six hours on that. Is there too much pressure on the teams in the top flight to just stay up and, and survive? Is that, is that the way the majority of yeah, them... Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I, I totally agree um, what he says there about... And he's an experienced manager. And, you know, he's you know been a manager at a very, very good level. It's won trophies and he's came to Scotland, won the first one. When he says that uh, he understands and that maybe the manager shouldn't come out after a defeat and say the things that Derek Adam says. Now, I'll go back to it going, we've all said silly things on a, on a Saturday after a game at back of five and you, you look back over the weekend, you regret it dreadfully. As Roger says though, he's got to repeat it a couple of times Yeah, but, but I, th- I think when the dust settles and it'll be interesting to see the response he gets from his players next game. But getting back to the Rangers manager's point of view, I, yeah, I would love to see young Scottish players getting a chance. I love it. I love seeing that. I love seeing, you know, like say, uh, Lennon Miller and all these boys at Motherwell and coming through and getting on to bigger and better things and, and being a good success in Scottish football. But you've got to turn it right. You've got to be good enough to get in the team. Yeah, and but I think that's the point. Just, is there the breathing saying, space for it though? You, you signed John Burridge at 42, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and alone. I yeah. didn't have a role. No, no, I just, yeah, yeah, just yeah, needed some I experience. Just to check. Yeah, but um, I played the youngest cup final team in the history of Scottish football. How did it end again? Uh, oh, that's fine. Three now. Can I just say he's just made that statistic up on the very second. Brian McLaughlin and James Grady up front. It was the shortest <laughs> Scottish Cup team. Roscoe says if Derek Adams brings in a few more players in the January window, can we expect them to make the top six? It's a good question. They are a hundred times better after all. Roscoe, we will take a breather. If you want to add your thoughts to that, you can. You want to talk ticket allocations? Let's hear it. Whatever you fancy, we'll get you on next. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow. And- the West for 50 years Clyde One Super Scoreboard uh, Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here at so 01419511025 or you can tweet us your festive greetings over there at Clyde SSB no coffee for you Gordon DL I'm still getting abuse mm. and comments for your disaster uh, last week so we're good yeah, um, I feel that that's been, you know, too much highlighted about it. Do you think so? How's your wee accident? I think it was spectacular. You know, we all make accidents. Roger, it's the festive. It's a terror in Andy Hardy's eyes. Oh, he's just seen that. Right, let's bring in um, Mark, who's on the line. How's it going, Mark? How are we doing, lads? All right? Hey, Mark, Mark, are you the... Uh, you're the sort of spy in the camp for us, I understand, although you sound like one of us. Uh, you actually live near Morecambe, is that right? I'm the voice of all reason. Go on then. <laughs> so, basically, I'm a Ranger supporter, but I moved into Barrow and Furness about 15 years ago. I used to work in the shipyards in Govan, so I moved in here to build the old nuclear submarines. And uh, I was wanting to, to say about the Derek Adams point there, about the, the Morecambe being a hundred times better. Don't get me wrong. Morecambe have got a cracking set-up down here. They're in the same league as Barra. Barra sitting second in the, in the Division 2. They've got a brilliant set-up. I don't actually plays for Morecambe under-15s. But uh, I don't think they would hold their own in the Scottish League. Maybe they've opened six, aye. But, uh, but as I say, the set-up, the kids' football and that down here is just second to run. So under-5s, right up to the under-18s, and right into the... Uh, 
the women's football, along with the boys as well. So I don't I don't think Morecambe would be a great as what he's saying hundred times. Maybe maybe ten times better. I think he wants to me a good game. Don't give me an Well that's the point. That that's why we're kinda of talking about the, the scale here. Mm. Even if you want to say give a good game, that is a million miles since Derek Adams can exaggerate with his numbers, I'll do it as well. Yeah. Away from a hundred times do you know, better. Do you know what his biggest mistake was? Bringing more community. That's you what know, I'm saying. That's yeah, the bit I've, I've genuinely, and it's not, it doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong. Of all the kind of mad heat of the moment things I've heard managers say, yeah. I've never heard a manager say that his previous team was much better than his current one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was astonishing. And if you're a player, and I've been a player sitting in that dressing room, and you're, you're listening to your manager, uh, let me tell you, players. The, the, they get in cliques and they start talking and it, and you know it doesn't go too well and if all of a sudden there's a bad run of results you know who's going to suffer the manager will suffer right away there's no doubt about that uh, people will then throw back at Derek well could more come go and achieve what Rangers Celtic and Aberdeen achieved in Europe last um, week um, with the terrific results um, I, I think the biggest problem was mm. you know associating what he thought the standard wasn't at the level what he thought it should be to his own cl- well, think, his other club. I think timing is, a, is an issue there, Roger, as well. You know, mentioned the sort of strength of the comment, but it was after a game that he lost against Dundee, said his team were the better side when they weren't, and it did come at the end of a week where there were three European wins. Now, I know that two of them were dead robbers and all that stuff, but it just felt like if you were to try and pick the right moment, I just don't know if that was it either. That's before we even get to the, the strength of the stuff. Yeah, listen, you're possibly right. And they're now at home to Hibernian on Saturday. But fascinating to see the reaction he gets from his players, whether those post-match remarks after the Dundee game backfire spectacularly and his players down tools from, or whether there is a degree of motivation for those Ross County players and the comments from the manager. Um, I mean, Mark... It, is there a is there a bit of truth in there that you know that the Scottish football need to be a bit concerned maybe about the, the standard at the moment? Is it the way he's gone about it or what? Oh, don't get don't get me wrong, right? I always follow the Scottish football all the time when I'm doing here, but don't don't even here in the, the second divisions. They're, they're bringing all these kids through all the time. You know what I mean? It, it's as we're talking then about do they go and Clermont and there? Do they go and get let the young players come through? As I say, my daughter plays for Morecambe. And the amount of kids that are in this setup is unbelievable. And I never experienced. I used to play football myself when I was up there in Glasgow, but a bit, I'm a bit younger than the Dazzler. But we never get the opportunities back there, back in the seventies and eighties that the kids are getting doing here now. It's unbelievable. I yeah. just don't know if that's the same for the kids up in Scotland. I'm not sure, to be honest. I think there's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of... I feel like lot, it's separate you know, from what you look Adams at, is saying. I'll even go down the league. You look at clubs like um, Hamilton Ackies. Great tradition of bringing young players in, promoting them, you know, going to a higher level, giving them the opportunity. Um, no, I, I, I know what uh, I know what um, Matt's saying about the facilities and everything down there because I've been down in England about and had a look at one or two. Um, but I think our clubs are, you know, the, the youth setups, especially in the top leagues, are very, very good. Okay, thank you to Mark on 01419511025. I think Chris in Govan wants to shift. Focus a bit, Chris. Take it away. Yeah, as I say, it's all about this. The, the news today that there'll be no Rangers fans at the next Celtic Rangers game. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand Rangers' frustration 
Because the point is, when we were at Ibrox um, at, um, at the start of the season, Rangers offered us tickets and we refused them. So that's not a Rangers issue. They said, here's tickets and we refused them. It's exactly the same tonight, for example. Now, I'm sorry if I have a pop at Gordon DL here, right? No, it's encouraged. If you offer, if you offer Gordon DL the answers to beat the pundit tonight and he refuses to take the answers, then and he loses to beat the pundit. That's his issue. He was offered the answers and he refused to take them. Rangers, if Rangers, we should be giving every club in Scotland a 5% or 10%, whatever the rules are, of our way allocation. It's just, there's nothing better as a football fan than being at a game and, you know, you can give abuse to the away fans, they're giving you it back. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it makes the game better, makes the aesthetics better, the players watch, the fans watching TV, people watching around the world. So let me get this straight, Chris. On today's development, if you like, you're a Celtic fan, but you're actually annoyed that Celtic haven't offered the tickets. Yes, because th- this is the point. I want, I would, I've been one of those, I want to go back to the way it was. We get a full Broomland. We give, because I've, I've, I was obviously, I think the first game that happened at Celtic Park was the 3-0, um, the February game. Mm-hmm. Now, and it's not as good as when there's fans there and you can give abuse, they give you it back, they're booing you, you're booing them, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's better for the fans, it's better for the media, it's better for everybody. I don't see what this issue is. Right, let's try and unpick this latest development, Roger, because it, it's slightly different this time, I think, in that, it is, as Chris says, it's the first time that there's been no offer of tickets, yeah? I mean, we've seen these... Games before the last one, obviously, yeah. but there was an offer there that, that was rejected. So Chris wanted Celtic to just do the same, offer Rangers the tickets, and then I don't know what, if that is considered being the bigger man or whatever. Um, Rangers have said they're extremely disappointed at being refused the allocation. Um, I, they released a statement earlier saying that they have won a case put to an SPFL board subcommittee. Um, but still won't have any supporters. They say that the subcommittee agreed with Rangers that Celtic's stance of providing zero tickets was unreasonable, Um, but despite the fact that the subcommittee agreed with Rangers, the subcommittee was unwilling to determine what a reasonable number, because that's the rule, there is no percentage, and what a reasonable number of tickets for the fixture would be. So this is the first time that the SPFL, I think, have kind of got involved, if you like, or, or have they? Well, look, there's loads of points in this. Chris is absolutely correct. The fixture is far better, or was far better, when Celtic came to Ibrox and got a Broomland Road stand. Yeah, that's that and bit Rangers, from the outside, Rangers went yeah. to Celtic Park and got that allocation of six or 7,000, whatever it was, away up in the right-hand side, Gordon. That was when the game was at its best. All the points Chris makes are correct. Now, Celtic will say... They were offered 700 for that little corner at Ibrox and didn't want to take the 700 for safety reasons and concerns over the safety and well-being of the supporters. That's completely up to Celtic. Celtic then take the decision that if they're not taking the tickets, they will not offer the tickets reciprocally to Rangers for the games at Celtic Park. Rangers were unhappy and they went to the SPFL. I think it's rule I-27, Naray does. Yeah, uh-huh. I-27. And... If the clubs can't agree 14 days prior to the game being played, mm-hmm. then the SPFL's rules say the SPFL intervenes and they decide what is a reasonable yep. number of tickets. 
except the reality of it is if you phone the SPFL and ask them for tea or coffee, they'll have to phone a friend to make a decision. The, the, there's never a likelihood that they would say, yes, Celtic, you've got to give Rangers 2,000 or 3,500 or 5,000 because Celtic wouldn't be happy. And there was never a chance of them saying, right, Rangers, you're getting 200 tickets because Rangers wouldn't be happy. And the SPFL don't want to offend Celtic and they don't want to offend Rangers. So they have sat on the fence and they haven't been able to back up their own role today. Rangers aren't happy about it. In all honesty, I don't think Celtic are happy either because Celtic would like to go back to the days that Chris is talking about where they got a full Brimland Rowan stand. So there's not a great relationship between the hierarchy of the two clubs and the SPFL won't do anything to sort this issue out. Is that now the most concerning thing, mm-hmm. Gordon? If you, if we sort of, we knew this was coming to the point of you know the the clubs can't agree on ticket allocations. Fine. Where is the league body? Where, where are the people that run the game that are going to step in? And, I think that's a baffling sort this out. Yeah, that's a baffling thing. Um, if you run the league, you have got to sort out. A big decision has got to be made. Will it please both clubs? Probably won't, Gordon. But that's what you're there for. You're there to lead the, the, the league. You're there to represent the clubs as well. Um, I think Chris uh, on the on the line makes some great points. Um, I think if Celtic were offered the, the tickets at Ibrox and declined them, which is perfectly within the right, I think that Rangers should have the same opportunity. It's such a mess because it's the biggest, and especially coming up to 30th of December, this will be now spoken about all the way up with excitement. I know there's still other games to play, but everybody wants to be there. Everybody wants a ticket for it. I feel for the supporters. I think that it's the supporters once again that suffer. Mm, thank you to Chris. What do you think? Call one four one nine five one one zero two five. Get your calls in. Whilst I tell you about this. Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with J&D Pierce, Scotland's premier structural steel specialist, changing landscapes across the UK. It is getting very, very close indeed. This time next week it'll be all over. Gordon DL, I was going to say, will have his Christmas tree down, but he doesn't put one up in the first place. No. So that doesn't really work. Uh, I, like everybody else, last couple of days running around crazy, trying to buy presents, and it shouldn't really be lost on us that for so many children in our communities right here on our doorstep, it is nowhere near the time of fun, family and joy that many of us do experience. So we're trying to make a bit of a difference here with Mission Christmas at Cash for Kids. Um, Just making sure these children have the basics, food, heating, electricity, maybe a small gift. And right now at Clyde1.com, you can help by getting involved in our silent auction and the thing is you don't even need to pretend this is a selfless act because you'll get some brilliant prizes back for your bids it's such a long list of prizes we've got on there not even all football maybe you could get yourself a wee Christmas gift for someone on there but in terms of some of the football highlights there's a signed Scotland home top remember that's the Scotland squad that's maybe going to win the Euros next summer who knows there are two hospitality tickets for Rangers Club 72 you can be a horse racing owner for a day at Hamilton Racecourse there's a Billy McNeil signed 1967 print some stunning items on there so go to Clyde1.com and you can help cash for kids and maybe even pick up a Christmas present or two Glasgow in the West's league leader for 50 years Clyde One Super Scoreboard 951-1025 great the mics are turned on now happy days Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here I don't actually think your mic is turned on by the looks of it let me hear you 
Testing one, two, nah, you sound terrible. Uh, let's see if we can speak to Danny, who's a Rangers fan. Where else do we clear that up? Danny, how are you? I'm all right, you? Not bad. What's your point tonight? Right, I've got a couple of points. So, first of all, you've got Celtic fans are refusing, well, Celtic are refusing to offer Rangers fans away tickets, which is obviously breaching the SPFL rules. Uh, so, the match should be taken out of their hand altogether, and the New Year Open should be played at a neutral venue where they have no say in the ticket allocation. Um, my second point is Celtic fans can't even bring themselves to call it the old firm despite the board renewing the brand rights and they can't bring themselves to admit that Rangers are still the same old club that they love to hate so why should they be treated any differently than any other set of away fans that come to Ibrox and get a full stand at Ibrox instead of just being stuck in the corner that the fans usually are Danny, see if you think that's a can of worms I'm willing to open a couple of days before Christmas <laughs> you are sorely mistaken Gordon Deal and Roger Hanna have just run out of the studio um, if we can keep it about the tickets for my own sanity if you don't mind no um, Danny says you know about breaching the SPFL's rules which I yeah. guess I mean technically is the case yeah. or is it well, this is the point Roger that this, well, this would be easier to to sort of navigate through if the SPFL would take some sort of stance on it yeah the, the, there is a potential resolution there when you look at rule I-27 if the clubs can't agree and in this instance the clubs can't agree then the rule is perfectly simple that the SPFL will make a decision 14 days prior to the game on what is a reasonable number of tickets to be given to the away team. The rules there in black and white. Now, if Celtic were going to Livingston or Rangers were going to Motherwell and we had this dispute, I'll bet you the SPFL would make a decision on what was a reasonable number of tickets for Rangers and Celtic to get. But when it's Rangers going to Celtic Park or Celtic going to Ibrox, the SPFL won't want to make a decision because... They won't want to offend one of the big guns. And you need to remember that the people in the executive at the SPFL are employees of the league and the league is run by the clubs. So they're effectively employees of the clubs. They won't want to make a decision that offends one of the Rangers or Celtic. No yeah, do you, do you know what? Because by my nature, I sometimes think random hypotheticals mm. don't serve as much purpose, but hard to disagree with that. Gordon, you really wonder, as Roger says, if this was a dispute about Rangers going to Fir Park, mm-hmm. I, it feels like the SPFL. And by the way, Neil Doncaster or anyone else, if you think we're being unfair and you think that's not the case, by all means, call us. Um, it, it feels like they would just step in and say, no, that's how many tickets for, you're getting. For me, go. that's why they've got to step up and show leadership, Gordon. Um, Roger's right. You're, not go- you're going to please one club and obviously not please the other. But they're big decisions. That's what you're there for. Uh, Roger read out the rule. Um, so uh, it's up to the SPFL to, to basically put their chest out there and, and make strong decisions and lead our football game. Um, as I say, if it was for Rangers, Celtics not going to be happy, vice versa. But in my opinion, fans from away, um, from the away team should always Always get an opportunity to see them. My worry as well is that the two sides are now so entrenched in their own views. I can't see how this is going to resolve itself anytime soon. Um, I would love to get back to the days where Celtic get the full Brumland Road, where Rangers had that big 
section away to the right hand side look at Kenny Miller I'm just thinking back to some you know great days in the past for the two teams remember Kenny Miller scoring twice was it a 4-2 game at Celtic Park wheeling back round and celebrating in front of the Rangers fans you remember on numerous occasions you know Celtic players scoring in front of the Brimland Road and going behind the goal and celebrating with the Celtic fans I think there was a, there was a League Cup final in the 90s where there was a, a Wraith Rovers striker celebrated no, in front of the Celtic never fans never seen that one the Brimland Road I think if you go back but it, having Big allocations of away fans, reasonable allocations of away fans, enhances the fixture. Uh, you know, f- for the neutrals, for anyone watching in television, for people watching out with the country, it enhances the spectacle of mm. one of the world's great fixtures. The thing is, Danny, this is nothing new. We've been down this road before, and you know fine well, Celtic fans listening to this will say, Danny. Your club started this. You couldn't take it when we used to come and win convincingly. You've you've heard all those arguments. What do you make of that? Part of my problem is like Celtic always got a full stand behind the Rangers goal, which I think offers an advantage. Whereas Rangers fans always get stuck up in the corner at Celtic Park. I think that's part of the whole problem with the whole the whole situation to begin with. I think Celtic should offer Rangers a full stand behind their goal and Celtic should get a full stand behind Rangers' goal at Ibrox. That's the way it should be, I think. Asking back to the old days... Asking back to the old days when I was very fortunate to play in, in these fixtures, Gordon. And I've got to say, I don't care... Uh, I know football's moved on, supporters. I agree with both clubs because I do think that Celtic going to Ibrox should get... The Brumalone stand, and and I, I think Danny makes good points here about the Rangers are stuck up in the court. It makes such a difference. I mean, it is, uh, any also, player will tell you it's also quite a big corner. I get that yeah. an element yeah. of it. So, I, I always feel with this Roger that there will be like little bits of truth all over the place and invalid, and and then intertwined and in all that. Both clubs quite willing to hide behind those things. So. Celtic have, have spoken about safety concerns Which I'm sure is completely valid I'm, yeah. I'm not saying that that's not And Rangers fans like uh, Danny say ah, but We don't even like that We don't like where the allocation is there It feels like there'll be little bits of truth in all of that But but the thing that does underpin it all really Is, is an unwillingness To, to yeah. sort of work together Really I've, isn't I've, it? 100% A complete unwillingness mm-hmm. of the two clubs to work Because what it allows you to do And I know I'm being very general here Is it allows... Danny to say well I don't want to go back to that because we don't like that allocation and Celtic will say well, we don't feel safe there so end, end the story listen, and, and, and it just feels and like it just goes on and on there are also easy decisions for the clubs individually to make because it's not as if if Rangers don't give the Brimland Road stand to Celtic it's not as if the seats are going to lie empty they'll sell them to, exactly. uh, to Rangers yeah. fans who otherwise wouldn't have so got the, the horse tickets. is bolted then so you know those Rangers fans are delighted to buy the tickets so Rangers aren't any worse off and then you know the mirror of that is is at Celtic where that big section is sold to Celtic fans who otherwise wouldn't have been able to get a ticket for the fixture because they would have gone to Rangers supporters so the clubs financially are no worse off in fact they're probably getting a bit more kudos from their own supporters because they're selling more tickets to their own supporters so now that this horse is bolted you do wonder if you'll ever get back to where it was before I mean fear of losing probably one of the greatest fixtures out mm. Gordon and and I know it's Scotland and other European countries and you talk about it, but anyone that's been involved in it, anyone that's played in it will tell you it's the greatest fixture they'll have played in. Yeah. And it's and it's made because of the supporters. It's as simple as that for me. And I think we're getting into 
now a situation where we could lose that and I think bit, if we lose it the generation of players prefer cup semi-finals and finals at Hamden where yeah. there's a 50-50 like, like I said Celtic issued their statement they speak about the, <coughs> the recent serious safety and match day issues which fans have experienced um, they said their position has been really clear they welcome the opportunity to seek to resolve these issues which is funny because Rangers also say they're willing to resolve these issues. Do you see what I mean? It feels like yeah. that. I'm sh- if, if there are safety concerns, that is valid and it yeah. must be dealt with. Can it all become a bit more, I don't know, transparent then to, to actually see if progress has been made? You, you would love to think it could. Um, maybe the cynic in me doesn't think it can because the, the clubs are so entrenched in their in their own positions. You know, Celtic won the Broomland Broomland Road stand. Rangers don't want to give them the Rumlin Road stand. Rangers want to give them the, the 700 in the corner and take 700 at Celtic Park, which is completely different from Celtic's preference. And I just don't see where the middle ground is, Gordon. OK, let's pause for a moment of light entertainment. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. It is Beat the Pundit time 01419511025. Lines close at 7. First for football for 50 years. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and. Gordon DL, forgot your name there, yeah. are here on 01419511025. <laughs> And we are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. Can you believe producer John's got him a coffee? I've only got one, I'm fine. That paper cup again yeah. after last week. He's yeah. asking for trouble. He's asking for trouble right before the news. We were getting right into the age old debate about ticket allocations. If you want to keep your thoughts coming, you can do. Please do. We did kick off the show with a bit of a look at whether Scottish football is as rubbish as Derek Adams says. So, again, any thoughts there? Bring them on And maybe Celtic fans Rangers fans A bit more of a reflection On the weekend If you want How are you feeling now 01419511025 But first let's play this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun Slash football Right it is Beat the pundit Time Your old pal Mark Wilson Even won last night That's how That's how bad it's yeah. getting Big hitters are out tonight aren't they You are on a You're on a terrible run I won run. Thursday mate What's that? That's the first in a while, no? First in two. First in two, great. <laughs> yeah. uh, Roger Hanna's still unbeaten for a long are time. You, are you unbeaten? What Even we, minus one. What are we starting them on? Minus one. Okay, let's play tonight then. One of you will take on Christopher from Ayrshire. How's it going, Christopher? <laughs> very well, very well. Oh, Christopher, come on. Take on Dazzler or Roger? Who would you rather play, Christopher? I'd rather play Roger. Right. <laughs> this is this is a stitch up. Who this this sounds like someone putting on a voice. Give me a real voice, whoever you are. Sorry? Just give me the real voice, that's fine. I don't mind whoever it is, just let's let's go real voice. Well I can't make up my voice. I'd rather <laughs> just play Roger. Oh. <laughs> I think I think that sounds familiar to, but anyway, we'll just need I don't know. Anyway, oh. heads heads it is Roger Hanna tails it's Gordon DL I'm really confused about this there we are what does that say Roger Hanna oh that's a head it is a head oh come on Christopher whoever you are Christopher you know he starts on minus one though you happy with that I'll start him in minus three (laughs) (laughs) that's Santa Claus he's the same size here let's give Roger Hanna some greatest hits radio to listen to some Christmas tunes we'll turn it up nice and loud so it's just 
Christopher and I. Uh, right, Christopher, you've got 30 seconds. Answer as many as you can, and you can pass if you don't know the answer, OK? No problem. Right, your 30 seconds is on the clock. Your time starts now. Name any of the other Scottish Premiership clubs Lawrence Shankland has played for. St Murray. Who was the last Scott? Who was the last Scott to play for Barcelona? Steve Archibald. How many B teams are currently in the Lowland League? Oh, two. Who was Dujon Sterling and loan at last season? Stoke City. What's the nickname of Queen of the South? The Dunhamers. Who was the last Scottish goalkeeper to play for Man United? Oh, Andy Gordon. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> what is going on here? This is like. San, I, we're still in music. Are you back? You come back to me yet? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Oh, Santa Claus on the line was decent. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And decent. by the way, didn't they need padding? They were showing them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Madonna. <laughs> For the boys, yeah. Right, you ready, Roger yeah. Hanna? Uh, 30 seconds on the clock, and your time starts now. Name any of the other Scottish Premiership clubs that Lawrence Shankland has played for. Aberdeen Who was the last Scot to play for Barcelona? Archibald How many B teams are currently in the Lowland League? Two Who was Dujon Sterling on loan at last season? Stoke What is, what is the nickname <laughs> of Queen of the South? The Dunhamers Who was the last Scottish goalkeeper to play for Man United? Andy Gorham And Ryan Gold currently plays for which club team? Vancouver Whitecaps Okay, mm, this will be close. Mm. Now here's the thing, Christopher. He was a bit quicker than you. You don't sound like you've got the same turn of pace as Roger Hanna. So you did get one more question in. Do you think you've done enough? I've done enough. Oh, oh my okay. goodness! He was Christopher was a bit slow. So you on minus I'm, one though, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I'm getting more hair than him. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that's I, debatable I cannot argue with that, Christopher uh, Let's go 50-50 with that Christopher's one Christopher's voice changed a bit there Anyway, know, um, right. Know. Well, he's been to Turkey, you've no Name any of the other Scottish Premiership clubs Lauren Shankland played for, you both got it Aberdeen or St Mirren Who was the last Scot to play for Barcelona? You both got it, Steve Archibald You both knew that Celtic and Hearts The two teams in the Lowland League You both knew Dujon Sterling On loan at Stoke This is like the best game of all time You both knew that the Dunhamers is Queen of the South. Not QOS. Not QOS. No. And you both knew that Andy Gorham was the last goalkeeper. Oh, who got the last question? But Roger got one more question, but he does start on minus one. Oh, so it's an equaliser. So Roger needs this to oh, equalise. I've got it right. Ryan Gold currently plays for Vancouver Whitecaps. Oh. So it's an equaliser. Christopher, which means we're going to the tiebreaker. Are you familiar with the concept? Yes. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna ask the. I'm gonna, <laughs> we need to get Christopher's number here. I've got his number. I can uh, see it. Number nine. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna ask the question. I'll get Roger to write his answer down. I'll then get Christopher to give me his attempt. So the question is this: How many? Caps Do Scotland's five most capped players have between them? Roger Hanna I'm not giving you time to count it up No, hurry up Roger Hanna No, 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 no. Hurry up, quick How many caps? Quick, write it down Roger Hanna Write it, write it down 425 oh. he says Right, okay Quick, write it down Lock it in 425 You got it Right, okay Christopher, what are we going for? He's googling 426 four Oh, he's just <laughs> trying to do you He's just trying to go one more <laughs> He's That's clever. To go one That's more. clever. 
That guy should be on the telly. <laughs> or the, the number of caps Dalgleish 102, uh-huh. Leighton 91, Fletcher 80, McLeish 77, McStay 76. Roger Hannah, you know what's coming here, don't you? He's done me. It's 4 2 6. Christopher has got it on oh, the nose because you gave it away. You showed your hand. You oh, showed your answer. My God. Well done, Christopher. Well done, Christopher. Enjoy your night, guys. Now, now, now you need to tell us. Now you need to tell us your real name because I'm not having this. Martin Miller. No, come on. Seriously, you've got ten seconds. Come on, you've obviously stitched us up. So just give us the real name, then we can be on our way. Kenny Keegan. Have you, ever, right. have you ever have you ever played sport? Third time lucky. Let, let, yeah, let, let's do it. Let's do a who am I? Let's do it. Let's do a who am I or a guess who For liposuction I, Gordon, I, I, I would back out when you're behind No, have you ever played for Rangers? No, that's debatable Come Never. on, come on, let's do a guess who Come on, because yeah. I, I know who this is Have you ever played for Rangers? Say yes or no Never. Have you ever played for Rangers, Kilmarnock, Middlesbrough, and a half Scotland, pie. Portland Timbers, etc., etc.? Et Cannot believe I've given it. There's no way in God's look, earth look, he would have got four two six. Roger, Roger, you've got to put your hands up. You've never been beat, but you've been beat tonight, my friend. <laughs> Chris Boyd from I Ayrshire. cannot believe that. I'll never hear the end of this. Out, out on the Sky Sports Christmas night out he is. How was that for you, my friend? Ah, uh, brilliant. Did you like Chris, that, Dazzler, uh, Chris, did you? you would never but, have gone that boy, would you? By the way. True striker, you just banged out of the net. That was uh, finished. Yeah, He's and finished, mate. He's no. finished. Way, everybody, it's overrated. It's nothing to do with pace. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's intelligence. Boy, it's all about intelligence, mate. Correct, correct. And that's why I've got none of it. Exact same as you, <laughs> We'll leave it there before we regret this call. Thank you very oh, much to Chris Boyd from Ayrshire, oh. somewhere in Glasgow. You're uh, never living that down. How can you be with him? Because I've given him the answer, that's how. Because you're not meant, you're meant to write it down. He panicked and he said it. I said the answer, so he's just gone one more than me. So like any, so like any good striker. he's dead on. Oh no, but he didn't know he was dead on. He just went one more than me, so if it was But, to be fair, he also got every question right. Right. I know, I know. know. Flying. I know you were. I tell you what, that boy's worth his money. So, Gordon knows he's in the Sky Sports night. uh, Yeah. Chris knows the answers to the questions. No, do you think No, I don't for a minute. I can't believe you're suggesting that. I'd stitch him up. I wouldn't stitch you up. I can't believe you're suggesting that. That's ridiculous. I'd stitch him up. No, do you know what I think might have happened, though? Go for it. Who else might be there? I'm thinking. Who's, who's clever? I'm thinking the old striking act back together. It's Kenny Miller there. Oh, friend they of the all show. See, Gordon knows who's all there, you Boy see. Oh, aye. They'll get them all right, so like Fadden, can't be there. whipping them in. Uh, Faddy's, Faddy's very, very good. See, like, laying them off. Yeah. Uh, well, by the way, that could mm. have been a good trio. Um, Roger, that's it. The record's gone, mate. 
Imagine How much for the first guy ever to be beaten by getting every question right? <laughs> I know, exactly. There we go. I'll tell you what, I hope Chris Sutton doesn't come on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this was this was just a ceremonial fun beat the pundit, I'm sure. Does oh. it go on his record? I think it probably did we say, still does. Did, did we, did we take the ball to him? Oh, he's not getting a signed ball. Oh, I know he's getting no, plenty. No, with no, all no. the hat tricks, but no. he's not got one no. signed from no. us. He'd never be able to trap it. <laughs> You're just confident he's not listening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it sounded like he was enjoying his day. Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway, tell, tell you what, put a, good, can, a good can voice just, on there. See, see, this is my wife now texting to say, "How did beat the pundit go?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that, this is a ruse. <laughs> this whole thing is a ruse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No. That was, what was that? Seven each or something? They're, they're all at it. They're at it. <laughs> I'm switching my phone off. That's it. Good night. Uh, anyway, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Right, let's get back to the serious stuff. What a contrast this is going to be. The hilarity of beat the pundit to the most serious of topics on Clyde One Super Scoreboard, which is always the ticket allocations. James is in Clyde Bank. What do you think? All right, guys. How are you doing? It's actually a, a bit poignant when I'm like to talk about this point, actually, because you, you'll, you'll probably remember the old firm Golden Goal competition a couple of years ago. Right. A few years ago, now, actually. I was the guy that actually won it. So, Superb. Right, so I got to the last ever two games at Ibrox where the full allocations were there, right? Oh, now, wow. Now, now, well placed. Aye, you know, I want to bring Scottish football as a whole. And we'll see when I say as a whole, I'm actually talking about the media and the Rangers fans out of this fantasy bubble that we're living in, everybody knows the real reason why the ticket allocation was cut. Right, you can laugh about it and all that, right? But Rangers couldn't handle us going there and pumping them all the time, right? And, and the last straw happened because their fans complained that they didn't want, they wanted more tickets and they didn't want to see like fans being there. Everybody knows that is the real reason why. I know it's grown out, grown in arms and legs since here and that, but that is the real reason why. Now, we're talking about a renegade club who has cost us our main league sponsor as well, and it's going to cost Scottish football in a whole, really here, and they've been allowed to shoot through all different directions and get away with it now. Bring the reality in. Hog Rangers responsible for this, and if Rangers are big enough, they'll get back the full allocation, like we, and we'll get back the full allocation. That's what will resolve this now. It's not just, there's a few different aspects, because we're talking about the safety concerns, real safety concerns here. Now, Joe Hart's goal was far glass, one of the Celtic members would uh, end up having to get stitches and if he'd get hit with a bottle, there was Celtic bottle uh, fans hit with bottles as well because they were stuck in that wee corner. Now, in my understanding, Celtic have tried several times to talk to Rangers reasonably about this and they brought up the safety concerns and one of the, cons- one of the things that Rangers said that they would, they would put a net out of to, to protect it. Yep. Celtic said no. So Celtic have got every right to not. And it is genuine. It's no made up. It's no any hocus pocus or anything. It's genuine safety concerns. Now, if Rangers are big enough, the way to resolve this is give Celtic back the Brimlone stand and we'll give Rangers back the other, the other tickets as well. And that's the result. Now, as I say, I know it's grown arms and legs. It's complex. It's not just as simple as I'm putting it. But really, at the end of the day, it all comes down to the Rangers fans couldn't handle Celtic going there and tearing them apart all the time. And I was there. And as I say, the last two of our games with the full capacity, I was there. And I love it. And I've been going to football all my time. And I would love nothing there for the two foul allocations to go back. Whether Rangers are willing and brave enough and big enough to admit the rank and go for it, I don't. I doubt it. But that is the only way it's really going to ever get resolved. See, the thing is, though, James. See, even if you're right in Celtic and Rangers can argue with that till the heart's content, I actually raised it to the previous Rangers fan as well, saying, "You know, this goes back to the accusations that the Rangers couldn't handle it." Would you not accept though, that it that it isn't? 
it has now moved on so much, and you've you've brought some of the other things into it. So in many ways, you you have you've sort of shot down your own argument as well because it is now, right now, it's now about more than whether Rangers can handle it or not, isn't it? Because it has grown to the point where all these other things do come into play. If you want to come on here and say that started it, that's fine, but we're, not, we're now kind of beyond that. I mean, we, we might be beyond it, right? But why not just say, let's get back to the old way? That would resolve it in an instant. It might have grown arms, like I said, it did grow arms and legs and it might do a lot of different languages. But the way to resolve it is just give the two sets of fans back reallocation and that's it. Plain and simple. Yeah, and again, that, that is- uh, Roger, that I think on the outside, sort of loads of people say that. That just seems like further than ever away from reality and then again that this issue of safety concerns because again James is saying that they're real and they're valid and I, I wouldn't dream yeah, yeah. I wouldn't dream of, of arguing that point we don't ever really get the absolute specifics James mentions one of the examples I think there was an offer to put netting up um, which our Celtic knocked back or, or, or that didn't do it um, now as for you know the, the, the stuff thrown at Joe Hart and the Celtic member of staff that is Unthinkably bad, and we oh, we can't have that. Having said that, and that's sort of that's maybe a separate issue. That's like a policing, a CCTV, all that sort yeah. of stuff. You know, whether whether there are seven hundred fans in the corner or not, I don't know if that still would have happened if the allocation was yeah, different. We, I just don't know. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if the allocation plays a part in that. Is what I I'm trying to say. Having lived through those incidents that James speak about, Celtic's worries about safety are valid worries. But some of the other points James makes about, you know, how this all started, etc., etc., it actually illustrates why it's unlikely to get back to the way it was because the two sides are so entrenched in their own views, Gordon, that no one shows any sign of giving an inch in what they want, far less giving 7,000 tickets to each other. So it disappoints me, it saddens me, it was great, you know, as a neutral, sitting in the media gantry at both grounds, when there were six or 7,000 opposition fans in, it makes for a better spectacle, it makes for a better atmosphere, it makes for a proper game of football that the neutrals and people around the world want to watch. I agree with James to the extent that I would like to see it mm. get back to where it but was. Look, Rangers have, have sold season tickets in that area and that's... That's, a that's not going to happen. And, yeah, reason, not, and Rangers not, hold that not up as, as sort of saying... You know, everyone can have their thoughts on the way the fixture used to go and whether that was the trigger point for it or not. But Rangers say, well, we want to look after our own fans. And the Celtic fans won't buy that. And round and round we go. (coughs) Exactly, Gordon. Round and round we go. And you cannot see a solution. I can't see any solution that's going to be satisfactory to all sides. Mm, Okay, thank you to James on 01419511025. I don't think Roger Hanna's really concentrating. I think he's still reeling. I'm I'm, I'm now getting bullied by Sky Sports staff (laughs) and pundits and sidekicks. Performance. Anyway, we will take more of your calls next. Glasgow in the West, league leader for 50 years. Clyde One, Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here. My word, Roger Hanna's having a tough night. He's not lost and beat the pundit for about 10 years, but Chris Boyd just phoned in. No, no, and, no, no, and beat no. Him. no. That's Joe's inquiry. Why? Why? Okay. Because. I think you've paid the price for, for bad, bad um, tiebreaker s- etiquette. Yes. I'll give you that. I'll, and I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Right. So, um, what are you worried about? You, you, I'm not worried about anything in the slightest. No, the body. Absolutely no problem in the slightest. Here's one I, for I, I know the small print in his son contract. 
Well, that's true. <laughs> Who do you think ghostwrites his column? Anyway, not to say that that isn't his original <laughs> thought every week. I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare. Who um, ghostwrites who who shoes? I wouldn't uh, dare. Hey? Who ghostwrites shoes? Not in the mail. Yeah, 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 you know, read it. Who ghostwrote his answers? Oh, one right, four okay. one nine five <laughs> one. <laughs> You're not wrong. One zero two five. I tell you what, though, because it's usually you that's getting a hard time in this show. This must feel like a, a weight off your I'm shoulders. Lo- it's Christmas. I'm loving it. And to the to the opposite end of that, I've been actually in some turmoil, some personal turmoil over the last couple of days, and I don't mind sharing it with you because you're, you're my friends. I wasn't sure whether to bring this up because I do feel like I'm going to regret it, right? Mm-hmm. But I got a message from a, a, a high-profile, well-known, relevant, current Scottish Premiership footballer who's had a big impact on the Premiership season so far, a message yesterday to say that they just saw Gordon DL in the gym and he's looking magnificent for his age. <laughs> well, I mean, he is 82. It was like a dagger to my heart when I got the message. And I thought, I thought I'm thought i not telling him that because it will just make him unbearable. But do you know what? You get hard enough time, I'll just, I'll just throw it do out. Do you there. know, I'm voting for him for my player of the year. Let, let me tell you, Whoever I know who it was. I know who it was. I clocked him out. Better the side of my. No, I'm not. And I'm thinking, that guy's watching my movements here. Mm-hmm. He's obviously wanting to get into the shape that he does. I mean, he even sent Roger ahead the... Oh, arm emoji message. You see, I'm, I'm actually pleased to hear this because I know you spend a lot of money, Gordon, on that figure. And normally, when Daz's gym work is mentioned in this show, mm. people tend to say he goes in and just talks to people. Oh, he he just wanders no. around the machines, speaking to people and Sub- keeping them off severe Sub- exercise Put regimes. It. Roger, so it's, it's if good you put to hear a bit of effort, and you might just end up like me one day, mate. Anyway, we're about to speak to Martin, who's a Celtic fan. Has thoughts. are we going to teaser? See, what I was doing there was getting to that. If you right, just let me finish sure my sentence, he, he's currently texting the answer to Boydy and Kenny Miller. It's <laughs> almost like I've done this before. What I was going to say is, we're going to speak to Martin. Right. He's a Celtic fan. He's got thoughts on Brendan Rodgers. Let me give you the full time teaser first. The full time teaser with sliding wardrobe solutions East Kilbride. Slad wall panels available in seven colours. Now in stock at East Kilbride at competitive prices. Tough one tonight. Thank you to Mark Rennie for sending it in. I don't need your answer straight away because we're a bit pushed for time. Cool. Uh, since 1990, I want nine English players who've scored in a Scottish League Cup final. So since 1990, nine English players have scored in a Scottish League Cup final. So you can put your thinking caps on and we'll get back to you throughout the rest of the show. Martin is a Celtic fan. How are you, Martin? Yeah, I'm not too bad, Gordon. Who's yourself? All good. All good in here. It's been quite the weekend, Martin. I was inundated on Saturday with Celtic fans, angry, the whole booing Santa Claus, you know, calling for Brendan Rodgers' head. Are you going that far? No, not really. Um, You know, I think when, when the manager came in, um, looking at from when the dust has settled a wee bit from the weekend, um, I think he needed time to assess his squad. He didn't really get that. I don't think a lot of his signings were actually Brendan Rodgers signings either. I think they were probably picked by Wallwell and by probably Andrew Postecoglou before he left the club. Um, hence why a lot of them aren't getting played in the squad at the moment. Um, you know, and they're talking about boys like um, Ryder Bielka and mm-hmm. back out after only being at the club mm-hmm. a number of months, you know. I think that's definitely, you know, a lot of fans would agree with that, Martin. I suppose the next question is, though, should Brendan Rodgers be getting more out of the players that he's got? Well, there was a definite um, 
lack of passion in the players that I noticed in, at Parkhead on Saturday. And the manager said that himself. Um, and he also said that he felt he could have played for another hour and no squad. Um, and that is a, that part is a manager's job. He needs to be raising the spirits of the players. He does need to be to be finding answers um, to the questions. I'm a wee bit worried but that by publicly criticising players though in the press that maybe not by name but he has said it, you know, that quality and stuff, has he maybe turned a few players' heads and thought, you know, is that affecting the confidence of the squad? Um, Let's put it to the guys then. It's a good question, Martin. I think um, Gordon, there's been a lot said about mm-hmm. the weekend. What do you make of the scale of the reaction? It was building up to it. I watched them at Rugby Park. I thought second half they were dreadful. Uh, but I'll give all the credit in the world to Kilmarnock. Um We watched on Saturday again against Hearts. I think the Celtic fans are a bit disappointed with style of football, um, first and foremost. Um, uh, You know, some of the the games that they've played, the the team selections have been a bit baffling for me. He's changed one or two, like Kyogo trying to come in and play a bit deeper. And I think everybody looks at that and thinks that Kugo is most dangerous playing on the shoulder, making those runs. I think if you look at the players like Taylor, for instance, last year, Kugo, you go on to even Johnson at, at full back, they're, they're, they're not hitting the heights. And when that happens, then the manager comes under a bit of pressure. And you look at the substitutions, for instance, at the weekend, which baffled me as well. I'm Look, Brendan Rodgers is an, an elite manager, we know that. But He's at, he's at home, he's losing 2-0 against Hearts and he's got one of the most experienced, decorated uh, Celtic players sitting on the bench in James Forrest, a winger that's showed many times that he can come on, he can score goals <coughs> he's a, he's been a terrific player and still I think he's got a bit to offer for Celtic and he brings on Burnaby and puts on one in front of Greg Taylor Does, does, that, not, does that not say more though about that overall picture about Recruitment and options, and whether it's sending a message—is that not more about that than just a, a tactical miscalculation by Brendan yeah, Rodgers? Because I, 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 I know what you're saying about the CV, mm. but a lot of Celtic fans might feel that well, James Forrest isn't an automatic fix for the weekend either. But I think I think you've got a better opportunity in bringing on a natural left winger who has scored. And what the last fifteen seasons for Celtic <laughs> <coughs> scored hat tricks, created goals. If you're losing 2-0 and you're going to bring on an attacking player to get you back in at home, then I think that 99% of the people, whether you can argue about... Now, if you're bringing on someone else, a younger, fresher player that's breaking into the first team, I can totally accept that. But you're bringing on a natural left back to play one in front when you've got the winger in James Forrest, uh, well, Scottish international how many games he played with Celtic, how many goals he scored, how many medals he's won. Yeah, but James Forrest is, and again... But he's still got something offered, Gordon. Yeah, but he's also been part of a lot of disappointing performances. Yeah, but what I'm season. saying is I think you've got a better chance bringing Forrest on yeah. than you had Burnaby no, I, in that listen, position. I get that, and maybe I'm being, maybe I'm splitting here, here, Roger. I just felt like that move was more about I can't believe Burnaby's coming on there rather than I can't believe Burnaby's on there instead of Forrest. If that makes any sense, yeah, is no, there a distinction? There is a distinction. I know exactly what you mean. And I think within minutes, 
Brendan Rogers sort of rectified it, if you like, when he took off yep. Greg Taylor and did put Forrest on and moved Burnaby back one. I, I tend to think the way things were on Saturday, it wouldn't really have mattered what Brendan Rogers did, to be perfectly honest with you. Celtic weren't getting back into yep. that game and you could see it from a long way out. You know, I've listened to you guys when I've been at other grounds on a Saturday, maybe it's nil nil at Celtic Park or 1 1 or Celtic get a goal down and Hugh will say, they're never going to score here. And the boys will say, well, I think they might score here. And pardon me, you just wait for the goal to come and inevitably the goal would come. There was no stage on Saturday, listening to it from afar, where I got the impression from any of you guys that Celtic were even going to get one goal, far less two or three. And that will be a worry. Daz was at Rugby Park the week before, they were poor. We've heard Celtic supporters, you know, phoning in the Motherwell game, the St. Johnson game, days like this, and they're not in a great place just now. And I think if you were to offer the five points ahead at the minute, Rangers have two games in hand. One of those games in hand will be played before the winter mm-hmm. break, played tomorrow night against St. Johnson. The gap could go to two. I think if you offered Brendan Rodgers that two-point gap at the winter break, I think he'd take it and he'll try and get the enforcement. So what happens... Martin, does Brendan Rodgers turn this around? Is that all going to be dependent on January? What do you see down the line? I've seen guys before I go as well, but on this point, um, I think, you know, I think Brendan's waiting for January. You know, and it's kind of try to hold it together. And he said, a lot, and he said, a lot of bad luck since he's come in as well. He said, a few injuries to the squad. Um, I don't agree with Gordon Diel on the James Forrest thing. Don't agree with that at all. I think James Forrest has had his day at Celtic. And I think it's a sad day when you're bringing someone like James Forrest on to change a game when you're 2-0 down. Do you, th- do you think it was a better option to bring on a full-back and play him one in front no, to I, change I, a I game? That's, that, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that, that mm. James Forrest... Was, but what I'm saying is, in my opinion, James Forrest out those two... And those positions to turn the game at home, yeah. I think James Forrest would have been the better yeah. option. I so Martin's, I don't know whether he's having a go at the board. Martin's going to say he doesn't even think it makes that much difference. I think that's the stage it's got to. It may be, Gordon, but I, whether if Brendan Rogers is making a statement to the board, Brendan Rogers has got a big January to come. I think that it's a bit too early for Celtic to panic. Yes, they're not hitting the heights. A lot of their players have sort of went backwards. There's a big clearing out to do. Uh, whether he can get players out the door in January, that's another question, Matt. Everybody thinks, right, OK, we'll get ready five, six players in January. It's not as easy as that because these guys are on decent money. Um, they're not going to just leave and not pick up mm. their contract. Yeah. So there's a big job to be done with Celtic, but I still believe that Brendan Rodgers right man for Celtic. Well, thank you to Martin in the South Side. I suppose, Roger, as you say, that, 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 look, they're both just entwined here that part of the part of Rangers fans joy at the weekend came from winning the League Cup but almost as much joy it seems came from Celtic you know losing to Hearts that's just the way the rivalry yeah. um, works Rangers do have the chance to play one of their games in hand tomorrow against St Johnston I don't suppose no offence to Craig Levine and he may well prove it wrong it, I don't think it goes down on paper as one that Celtic fans will look at and go well we never know you know this this the advantage might come back to us 
tomorrow night. But I suppose that's what Philippe Clement has to guard against. Is it they're going from that kind of emotional high and everything that was involved in yeah. Sunday? Can you make sure you don't get it wrong tomorrow? Yeah, and listen, St Johnston have already gone to Celtic Park and picked up a point this season, so it's not beyond the realms of possibility. I see they've handed a new contract to Chris Caden this afternoon. He was a man who scored a goal and knocked Rangers out of the Scottish <laughs> Cup at Ibrox, if you remember. Everyone thinks Xander Clark scored the goal. He didn't. It was Chris Caden when Xander him, Clark came up. Um, so they've got a decent record going there. Um, they're just off the back of a decent home win at the weekend against Hibernian that will raise morale. Craig Levine's gone in there and done a good job. He's gone to Ibrox in the past with teams and got results. So it is not beyond the realms of possibility. St. Johnson get something tomorrow night. You just think that the week Rangers have had, Real Batiste last week, Aberdeen at Hamden on Sunday that Rangers will go and get the job done tomorrow Well Philippe Clement knows his Rangers side must now switch their focus back to league action We step back in our marathon so we had its two sprints last week uh, and we step back in our marathon and it's about uh, seeing now who's, who's sharp, who's good also to see it's, it's five, five games in, in really short time uh, so it's impossible to do the five games with the same players and to make the right choices and let the players uh, show themselves towards me, towards my staff that they are ready to play So, plenty to look forward to tomorrow more midweek football can't remember the last empty midweek we had but there we go uh, Right, you two on this teaser we're looking for the nine English players since 1990 to score in a Scottish League Cup final It's a fairly easy one to kick you off <clears throat> I've got a couple um, Tavernier must be one That's the easy one Yeah. Right okay Hooper? Nope Okay what about Patrick Roberts? Forget him uh, Scott Sinclair? Right you're rubbish at this Oh so. no uh, Roger No one of you stitch him up there Ro- Roger's going yeah, there <laughs> On you go, go. <laughs> On you go you get, your, get your out there Paul Gascoigne Yes 96 I have a feeling Dion Dublin scored in the League Cup oh. final Celtic against Infirmary Look at him Desperate to redeem himself mm. After beat the pundit but One more guess just Bo- now Boydie just texted me that Oh did he? And I, I, if you're listening Boydie When Kilmarnock get beaten 5-1 by Hibs <laughs> Rob Jones Rob Jones Well done We will get the rest of the answers next That is two calls in a row that have gone to five rings and make me a winner. If you're in the draw, do not let it happen to you because you could now be the winner of, listen to this, a few days before Christmas, £240,000. But you need to be in the draw. Text yes to 61025. Text for £2 plus your standard network rate. You can enter at Clyde1.com for £2 or call 0330-880-4523. The call's charged at just a standard rate as well. It is over 18s only. And the entries since Christine won on Friday have now rolled over. All the rules for this network competition are online. So if you get the call after 3pm tomorrow, answer within five rings. Say, make me a winner straight away to win the £240,000 and it goes straight into your bank after the call. What is not to like? Text YES to 61025. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West for 50 years. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel are here. It's 01419511025. Give us a call. We could probably still squeeze some more in but depends how fast you to go on the teaser thanks to Mark Rennie for sending in thanks to Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride for helping us out as well can you name 
Since 1990 So including And since 1999 Nine English players Have scored in a Scottish League Cup final You only have to go back to Sunday For one of them In James Tavernier uh, Then Roger Hanna was showing off a bit With Rob Jones of Hibs Dion Dublin What's he up to now? Uh, for Celtic And Paul Gascoigne 96 for Rangers You think Daz has got a belter? Well, I'll, des- I'll decide Header, Paul Elliott Yes, well done Paul Elliott What about Mark Walters? Same game? I think so Yes 2-1 Rangers Okay Three to get Do you want Three. more just now? One more guess Oh Roger go Mark Eadley? No No that wasn't very good. No, it wasn't. Boy, did talk to Gordon DL, have you got? Have you got any more for us? No, I'm struggling, mate. I'm trying to think, some of the teams Aberdeen or Sam Cosgrove scored that. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, no, no. Actually, that was because I only realised this at the the weekend when I was looking looking up the, the previous records. Aberdeen got to a lot of those cup finals and always failed to score in them, even though some of them were maybe close. It was always a sort of. The ones against Celtic Yeah The League yeah. Cup ones The ones against Rangers Years and years ago yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the 3-3 game 3-2 Then Aberdeen 1-2-1 Paul Mason scored twice I think That was a great trilogy Of League Cup finals At the end of the 80s um, Right One other li- What else have I got That I've not mentioned to you Just actually a small Sort of a semi-small piece of um, Of news potentially Because we don't know Like the full extent of it But I do think Everything's interesting Because we're looking ahead To, to Germany Roger Ben Doak yeah. requires an operation on a knee injury. Now, some people might think Ben Doak wasn't going to the Euros anyway. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't... You don't get immediate vibes <laughs> from Steve Clark that it was something he was going to do. Um, but I also think there's a lot of Scotland fans that can hope he will and hope that he sneaks in and hope that you get yeah. another option. However, um, he's been told he needs surgery on a torn lateral meniscus. Um, and it's not particularly good news... I thought it was unlikely Ben Doak would go But Gordon You never know no. You know there is the, the option That the squads can still go up To 26 players um, I'm touching wood This doesn't happen But if there was an injury To exactly. a, a Che Adams Or a Lyndon <laughs> Dykes Or a Lawrence Shankland Or anything like that He would be on a list That, that, that he could come in So any injury To any Scotland player Between now and the Euros Is not a good thing this isn't a good thing. Pep Linders, who I think is Jurgen Klopp's number two at Anfield, spoke about it today because I think Bain had a chance of being involved in the Carabao Cup quarter final home to West Ham tomorrow night. He's played in the earlier round against Leicester. Mm. He's started three of the Europa League games so far for Jurgen Klopp. He's signed a new contract extension, long-term contract extension in September. He is highly rated at Liverpool and we wish him well. We hope it's a speedy recovery. We hope it's a full recovery. We hope he's back in that. I had that operation this year. Uh, six weeks she'll be fine back up and running I was back to full fitness I'm not going to make the Euros but um, it's, I've had that operation yeah. this season yeah okay his sounds more serious than yours mine was a tear was it? yeah okay well listen I can't bow to your superior knee knowledge then there yeah. you are Ben Doak's going to the Euros because Gordon DL had the yeah, same be, operation he'll be back no problem um, January. again <coughs> the, the end of the show all, always becomes a bit of a whistle stop tour of um, th- some of the stories that we haven't got round to. This was actually last night, but it was after we went off, Roger. And I know Gordon he's, feels very passionately about these things, although he focuses mainly on the on-field events at Fir Park that uh, Motherwell chairman Jim McMahon is going to step down. It was only an interim chief executive in Derek Weir yeah. after Alan Burrows left, but he's going to step down as well and they'll restart the hunt for a new uh, chief executive well, and presumably a new chairman. So... 
Obviously right As it stands today That's either You know An exciting time For potential change Or it's a worry About uncertainty And you don't really know For sure But one thing is For certain That's a big change Well I hope you've got the statement there because sometimes the devil is in the detail and you need to read into it. The, the thing that leapt out at me when I saw that last night, Gordon, was right at the bottom of Jim McMahon's quotes where he spoke about how difficult it was to provide the investment into the football club mm-hmm. that the manager needs to keep Motherwell in the Premiership and at the level they've been punching at for the last 30 or 40 years. And he has said that there will be an announcement coming up in the short to medium term where they will reveal details of how they're going to subsidise Stuart Kettlewell in the football department. So I don't know whether there's a, a rich benefactor just around the corner, whether it's money coming from the Well Society, whether Gordon Dale's opened the, the post office savings account. I'm just round the corner. cash in that pension? Oh, they're plenty. <laughs> but that, that is, that, that is yeah. what Motherwell fans will be clinging on to, the hope that there is money coming into the football club that will keep Motherwell where they have become accustomed to be Gordon in your lifetime yeah I mean some of the stuff that jumps out Gordon that maybe would surprise people because always, you always look at mm. similar sized clubs I think Kilmarnock can jump out yeah. at you as being similar sized and there's a bit you know about you know in the news reports coming out that Motherwell spent 6 million more on staff costs than Kilmarnock over the first 6 seasons of fan ownership it's incredible um, yeah so 6 million quid incredible um, yeah, it is. It's a bit of it's worrying times off the pitch and on it. Um, and obviously, the next two games has got to be vital as well, Gordon, because they're certainly dropping down that league. They're dropping into that danger zone. In fact, they are in the danger zone. Let's not be kidded here. I said earlier in the show, five points out of 42. Uh, they've got Rangers at Fir Park on Sunday and then they're away to Aberdeen. No easy fixtures whatsoever. So, a bit concerning. Right, before we finish, I told you this last night, this is exciting, this for the next couple of weeks because Clyde One celebrates its first 50 years on Hogmanay uh, and there's going to be special programming on around that time to mark the birthday. But on the run-up to our big birthday, we thought we'd make it about football, obviously, here on Super Scoreboard and celebrate some of the greatest moments from Scottish football in that time, in the 50 years. Mark Wilson gave us Celtic getting to Seville last night it's just the pundit's own opinion it's not a definitive list it's not even an order but we thought we would come up with 10 for you uh, over the next series of nights and Gordon Deal, your time will come Roger Hanna you are in the hot seat the last 50 years what are you going for? what are we going for? I first fell in love with football if you like the 78 World Cup not a great time for Scotland supporters I hope the the people who fall in love with Scotland Euro 2024 have better fortune than a 1-1 draw with Iran and a 3-1 defeat to Peru the undoubted highlight the win over the Dutch and that goal by Archie Gemmel which was set to music many years later it appeared in train spotting many years later with Archie McPherson's commentary as one of the greatest goals not just in Scottish football history but in World Cup history, um, it was a thing of beauty. And I'm trying to work it out now, 45 years on. Certainly within the last 50 then. Take that. Very one good one of the greatest ever. Yeah, What's so special choice. about it? Uh, one World Cup, and it's a goal that I think every Scottish fan that watched that World Cup and even now watches Scotland will remember because... It's probably one of the greatest goals that Scotland ever scored. It was absolutely unbelievable. 
from I think March again. What's great about this list is you'll all get the chance. And Mark went back to 2003. Um, some might go, I don't know, might even go sort of David Mark, Marshall. Mark Wilson went back to the Rangers winning treble. Well, that's funny you mentioned that. Um, I don't know. Some fa- some pundits might only go back a couple of years. You've you've gone back about as far as you can within the fifty years. Mm. But that that kind of image, it's endured, hasn't it? That's that that. stood the test of time, which maybe speaks volumes. A classic Scotland kit as well, Gordon. That's true. And uh, in, in, in a day as well where things weren't as widely shared, you know, like yeah. can you imagine a moment yeah. like that now? Yeah. Can differently you, with it player. Can you imagine John McGinn scores oh. that goal against Germany on <laughs> June 14 in the Allianz Arena, Munich? It will change Scottish football forever. Go on, John. You'll like get me off the ceiling for the next six weeks' shows, I think, after that, if that happens. But there we go. Good choice, Roger Hanna. Archie Gemmell's goal for Scotland. Roger Hanna's top Scottish football moment in the last 50 years. Mark Wilson went Celtic getting to Seville. We'll put another pundit on the spot tomorrow night and we'll come up with a, a top 10. Like I say, it's their own uh, their own take, their own opinion. And, and I say top 10, it's not necessarily in order. Mm. It's just a bit of fun to mark this fine institution turning 50. Happy with that? Yeah, I've, okay. I've got a lot of good memories. Just in general, or football? No, no. I wonder what he's going to come up with. It might be you on Thursday, actually. In fact, it probably yeah. will be yeah. you Thursday because yeah, Wilson's Wilson. done his. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get a good one out there. Right, okay. Let's finish off with the teaser. Then, can you name since 1999 Englishmen who've scored in a Scottish League Cup final? Mark Walters, Paul Elliott, Paul Gascoigne, Dion Dublin, Rob Jones, James Tavernier. Scottish football legends. Kerry Douglas's only trophy as Celtic manager. Tommy Johnson scored oh, for Celtic. Good shout. Beat Aberdeen. Uh, has he not been honoured tonight as well? Douglas. Kenny Douglas. Yes. Is that the that. sports personality? Is that tonight? Mm, yeah, that's tonight. Yeah. Um, you two overlooked for the special achievement award. Cruel. <laughs> right, right, two more. Quick, quick, quick. Can you get two more? more we're moving towards more recently. You don't get any, no? More recent times. I'm trying to think now. Ooh. We might need clues. The music's playing, Gordon. Yeah. Saint Mirren's famous day. We got the goals. Thompson. Uh huh. Gordon Calves. Uh huh. Oh, Connor Newton. Connor scored. Newton. Yes, well he did. Done. Loan from Newcastle. What about March 2016? Who would that be? Was that that wasn't Ross County? Was it? Yeah. Did Andy Davis score? No. But who did they beat? It's the problem. They That's beat it. Hibs. So this is the hardest one, all things considered. They, they beat Hibs win. in the final. Uh-huh. Alex Schalk, who's playing for Urawa Red Diamonds against Manchester City on the telly tonight. The Hibs goal scorer of that day. Come on, oh. Roger. Was it something like Chris Dagnall, was it? Liam Fontaine. Oh, of course. Uh, we are back tomorrow at six. Have a good night. <laughs>